Hi again, I'm Melanie Hirshhorn, the digital content creator and marketing strategist and coach for women business owners. And welcome back to another episode of VIP Access. VIP stands for Visibility, Impact, Profit. And this podcast will get you inspired and fired up about content creation and marketing yourself and your brand. Each week, you'll get marketing and mindset strategies, actionable tips, and the motivation you need to land more clients, nurture your leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. We also go behind the scenes with powerful women in business to discuss strategies, messaging, and more. My mission is to empower you to stop spinning your wheels and to make your mark with your marketing. Ready to wow your ideal client and create a community of raving fans? Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, and welcome back to VIP Access. I'm Melanie Hirshhorn. Today, I have a very special guest, and I wish you could see her gorgeous streak of like, on my computer, it looks flamingo, but I don't know what color it actually is. It's got to get dyed again. So we're, we're, we're due for a touch up. It's amazing. It speaks to her vibrance. That's the best way I can say it. Her name is Kat Stancic, and she's known as the lead boss. She supports time-crunched CEOs and expert entrepreneurs to implement and leverage a simple and strategic approach to consistently fill their pipeline with highly qualified organic leads. She shows teams and their leaders how to create consistent and predictable revenues that then free up time to spend it the way everybody wants to spend it, which is not hiding under their mattress or under their covers. It's not stuck facing a computer. It is doing what makes you happy. Kat, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. And I really appreciate that intro. Okay. So full disclosure, I got Kat's book and I'm, I wouldn't say three quarters of the way through, maybe a little bit. There's a lot of work involved. (laughs) A lot of work. It's a big promise. It promises that you'll land a next high ticket client by the time you're done reading and implementing the book. So there's work to be done. There is absolutely work to be done. The name of the book is Experts Never Chase. It's available on Amazon and probably all the other places that you like to get your books. Let's talk about what it means to be the lead boss. Let's start there. How did you get to be called the lead boss? And what does that really mean? Yeah, I got my MBA. I was in corporate. I was doing all the things. As much as I appreciated my experience and I learned a ton, it just wasn't where I saw myself. I was living someone's dream, just not my own. So basically, I broke out into entrepreneurship. And I'm trying to make this story as short as possible, which is I invested high ticket in lots of different programs. But I always felt like I was being a copycat, pun intended which means I was just being a smaller version of whoever I had just learned from. And it never felt like me because why would someone buy from me when they can go and get something from the original source? So there's that fraud factor that all the imposter syndrome kind of stuff kind of definitely leaning in. And it wasn't until I kind of looked at it and said, what part of what I do just kind of irks me? What's that piece that's really draining my confidence? And here's the honest truth. It was the sales side of things. Mm. It just felt like everybody kept pushing me to be this salesperson. And I'm not a salesperson. I'm still mastering the art of the sales, if you will. And you know why would I openly admit that? Because I like generating leads. I'm really good at it. I can get a ton of people in the room, my ideal clients, 
all matching my ideal client persona in the same place, at least once a month, I do it at a networking mixer that I host. But the thing is, is that for me, it was easy. And what I realized is that it's hard for a lot of people. And so I openly admit that at first it was really hard until I found the thing that brought me joy, that thing that sparked my engagement, my interest, because then I found that I would do that thing consistently. And that's where the thing started changing. And so then I started kind of getting known as the lead boss because my people know how to sell. Sure, there's little tweaks, but it was, how do I go from door-to-door knocking? Because it absolutely must master that skill to creating what I call firework experiences, which is where you get a whole bunch of people in the room at the same time. It's what marketing does, which is stopping people in their tracks and paying attention. And who wouldn't pay attention to a firework at any time of the day? Yeah. I love fireworks. It's dangerous, especially when you're driving on the highway and you see fireworks off in the distance. You're like, oh, but I need to see them. It's going to stop you. And that's what we're doing. And it's part of what I talk about in the book, which is how do you interrupt someone's day? And you have to have something worthwhile to be worthy of interrupting their day, or you're just going to annoy the hell out of them. All right. There's something that you talk about in the book also, which is about bro, I'm using quotation marks here, bro marketing. And to me, lead boss has more of a masculine Mm -hmm. than a feminine, but that is still awesome, but it's not bro marketing. So can you tell us a bit about what bro marketing is and how being a lead boss is not that? (laughs) Part of me wanted to embrace the duality of it, which is what are people looking for? They're looking for more money. They're looking for leads. And all of that is very doing energy, which is male. That's the, and we're not talking about male, female in terms of our what we're born sexually as or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's the male and female energy dualities, the woman being, the man doing. I am a woman who stands in her masculine, meaning I do like being, I mean, I love me some naps. I definitely live up to my name in that category, but I am a doer. Give me a task tell me how to do it. Let me figure it out. And it gets done. I really just wanted to kind of embrace that aspect of myself. And that was where the conversation was happening. And then when people talk to me, they're like, wow, you're not this hyper-aggressive person who's going to bully me into doing something. And one of the things that I know that my clients always appreciate is I never force a strategy on them. Meaning it's never, this is the only way to do it. What I look for in my clients is how do they show up in the world? How are they leveraging their strengths? And it's not enough. That's great. But how does your audience engage? How do they like to consume information? How do they like to have the conversation? And when we marry both of those things up together, those are the two doors to success that open up. That's how we create a lot of wins really fast because we leverage both of those aspects together. And it's just finding that right mix because Everybody has the same ingredients. It's just that we want different things. Think about it. Bread, pancakes, muffins, cakes, all the same ingredients in different quantities. Mm. So what do your clients like to consume? And can you reproduce that result over and over again for them? Bro marketing is this hype, aggressive, fake scarcity. At a surface level, it's the AK-47, the stacks of cash, the stripper wife, the cigar being lit, the Lambo in the background, the rented you know, mansion, all of that stuff, you know, one or two, three elements all combined. But really what it comes down to is using influence to manipulate people into forcing them to make a decision that they are not ready to make. And so my approach is to assume that you are a human being and an adult in your business who can make a decision all on your own. Wow. That's a big assumption. <laughs> it is. But here's the thing. I don't want to work with someone who doesn't show up in that energy. 
Because if you can't be an adult in your decision and you can't make a decision, then you're not going to do the work and you're not going to get results with me unless you do the work. I don't promise quick fixes. I promise fast results when you do the work, given certain things, you have to be my ideal client. You have to meet certain characteristics. If you are brand new in business with no concept and no proven offer, I'm not your person. And I'm okay with that. I will point you to the person who is. But when you have the ingredients, we together can make the same thing over and over again. So I don't approach it from that way because I don't like being sold. I don't like feeling like someone's being sleazy with me. And I know my clients don't like doing that to other people. And that energy, that forcing that I'm going to stay on the phone and overcome every single objection with you until you just give me your credit card number. That's spo marketing. That's not okay. That's manipulation. I've been bro marketed to, but I didn't know what it was called. This was a few years back. I have heard this over and over again. And I'm like, how do people not know that this is what it's called? If you have someone connecting with you on LinkedIn, pitching you right away, this person has two, they're doing two things. One, they're called Pitchy Pete. They're on LinkedIn, they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram. They're all over the place. They've been told by a marketing person who's copied a copy of a copy of a copy of a strategy that worked five years ago. And then what they're doing is they're pitch slapping you and they're assuming that you don't know what they're doing when everybody does. And if you get a buyer who responds to that strategy, the likelihood of that person getting a result is slim to none. I was on a call with this person who asked me a bunch of questions. And this was a few years ago before I was as savvy as I am now. Before you were burned and pushed around. and Yes. Well, I had the knowledge at least that when something didn't feel right, to not take out my credit card. When I said, you know, $10,000, that's a lot of money for me right now. And I had just paid off credit card debt. And I was like, I don't want to incur more. And the man said, well, you know, you'll make it back in like two months. I said, yeah, but how do I know? And he started really starting to bully me almost. Mm. And I said, I'm feeling very uncomfortable right now. So I'm going to get off the phone. And I hung up and I was shaking. So the difference there, how I would have recommended a client approach that would have been, it sounds like you're not ready yet. You take the offer back and not in an asshole way of being like, it sounds like you're not ready that. And that's okay. You always want to give someone else an out because what will happen is in a month, two months, six months from now, when you're feeling and not you right now, right? But you as an example, more confident, or you've gotten some more wins, who's the person you're going to go back to and buy from? That's right. You're building the relationship over a long-term strategy play. When you focus on the long-term, when you're focusing on the relationship over the transaction, the short game of getting multiple wins consistently takes care of itself because you're building your pipeline and people are always getting ready to buy at different speeds. But what happens is, is so long as you're building your pipeline, then those yeses start coming in consistently and has everything to do. Consistency drives every aspect of your business. If you are seeing a dip or a lull anywhere in your business, look back 90 days ago. What were you doing and what weren't you? Because that'll have a direct reflection on your bottom line. Wow. You guys, I want you to write that down. If you're driving though, don't (laughs) pull over before you write that down. But it's true. It's true. Because if you lose that momentum and if when it comes to your content marketing too, right? If you just start throwing things out and hoping for the best and posting one one week and then you don't post for the next six, you can't expect to get any sort of return because Mm. you get what you give. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the key indicators of consistency is December. 
what happens when the new year happens? Everyone's like, yeah, new year's resolutions. Come do this. You know, you're not going to do it. February comes and everyone goes, oh, did you keep the new year's resolutions? Maybe now's the time to buy. Come March, they're not seeing buyers. The reason is, is that everybody was on the bandwagon from January and February. If you see a dip in that March, April timeframe, what were you doing in December? Were you still marking? And I don't mean you have to be at your computer every day. You, especially Melanie, I know you talk about this, setting up the system, setting up the process, creating the consistency in your marketing, Mm -hmm. because that content piece, the one that you help your clients with, that's the key to making sure that your second quarter is better than your first. Like looking at what were you doing in those months leading up to the end of the year? Did you peace out and just silence out? Or were you still showing up and still enjoying your martini on the beach or whatever, whatever my tie, I guess, on the beach? Yeah, I was like, I don't know about, I mean, shaken. I don't drink. So like my (laughs) my alcoholic references are a little off. So your daiquiri on the beach, right? And then Cancun and Christmas, you know, or whatever holiday that you have at the end of the December. Looking at that, can you find those direct? I mean, I'm so data driven when it comes to numbers because it really is in the KPIs. It's really is in those key performance indicators. I track leads, conversations, people that I move to a sales conversation, offers that I make and don't make. I give myself credit for offers I don't make because it's always good to recognize yourself when you say no to someone else because they're not a right fit. I think people don't give themselves credit for that. I think that's a great point. I was on a sales call not long ago. I just didn't feel like this person was an ideal client. Sure, on paper, she checked the boxes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but her message and her mission totally hit up against my values. Oh, so important not to have that happen. Yeah. I still made a soft offer. And then she came back and was like, I'm doing this this month. I blah, blah, out of town. I'm like, Peace out. Right. Take the offer back. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, universe. And isn't it interesting though, how we're so hard on ourselves with the numbers? Like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, I didn't, but it's okay to take a step back and be okay with not making an offer. And I love that you mentioned that. So I think that one of the things that people with high close rates don't share, just weary of stats, right? Because they can always be manipulated. And then now I'm going to share a stat. So So I do have a very high close rate, but it's not necessarily, so I'm going to be real honest. It's not necessarily because I close them on the first call. It's because I keep following up. I let them make that decision for them when it's right. And then they become a resounding, resilient yes, and not a regretful one. When you have a regretful yes, they ask for refunds. They don't do the work. They give you headaches. It's just, you have to give them extra calls and extra support because they weren't fully committed to themselves. So they can't commit to you. In the end, how is that going to serve you? You may have their money, but you're not going to get testimonial right. that's going to be what you want to use. It's basically like, yes, you got the money and you you squirreled it away. And I get it. There's some people out there, you you know, sometimes you got to take that non-ideal client and you, but it has to be an open-eyed decision. You've got to go into it knowing, all right, then that means I'm committing to giving this person extra support. I'm committing to providing the resources and the whatever it is. And I'm going to, I may even have to pay for someone else to come in and support me with this person. And so knowing that it's going to eat into your profit margins. And we've all been there and growing our businesses. No one is above that. And because that's how you figure out who your ideal client is. But if time is the true measure of success, which is what I say, mastering time is a true measure of success, then where are you saving it? Where are you leveraging it? And how are you spending it? Because it's the only resources that we're running out of. You can make more money, can't make more time. Very true. Your book is called Experts Never Chase. Why do experts never chase? (laughs) 
I think that's the sleazy, slimy sales energy, right? Is this chasing energy. And I feel like when people are in that modality, it's a place of lack and you can't really expand and grow and do anything memorable when you're in a place of lack, because you're always going to be behind the eight ball. You're always going to be in a reactive state. And in order to create this expanse that we're all wanting to achieve, you have to be in a creative space where you're proactive, right? Not reactive and all that good stuff. For me, it's how do you create these experiences? How do you create content like you do? How do you create engagement without feeling like you're going door to door, busting into people's houses or, you know, holding them up with an AK-47 or something along those lines to make that decision or swipe or steal their credit card? And it's about how you show up. What are the tools that you're leveraging? And most people don't understand that the most effective and the always most effective way to do marketing is by building relationships. Look at any of the most successful salespeople and every person listening right now, if you're in business, you're in the market of being in sales, you're in the business of being in marketing. Every successful salesperson has built relationships over time. They build their pipeline in that way because when that big contract finally goes through because the incumbent was a jerk and totally screwed up or because you know what? The head of VPs moved on to a different company. And so it moved open a space for someone new to come in. When that timing happens and you still are showing up, then you get to be considered as an option. That's what we're working for is to have the honor of consideration by continuing to be consistent with how we're showing up with content and conversation, who we're connecting with, and the manner in which we move someone from the connection to the invitation of the close. All right. Awesome. So Kat, how can people find out more about you and your amazing business and learn about the lead boss and get their copy of Experts Never Chase? Tell me all the stuff. Oh, absolutely. So actually, I think on Kindle, it's still available for a dollar. I need to talk to my co-author about raising that. So eh, go run and get it now. I can. So what I have in the freebie right now, as of this timestamp, is a three-part training series that you get instant access to. So the first part is how to break down an hour of lead gen a day the minimum, how to consistently create that hourly gen. What are the activities and what are you supposed to do and breaking down that hour? The next thing that I'm going to share with you is social media swipe. So these are things that can help your current connections raise their hands and say, yes, I'm ready to work with you. I always talk about how you're already connected to hundred K in current client connections, meaning you are already connected to hundred K in revenues right now without doing a single thing. This is a social media swipe. That's going to help some of that come through. Now, the third piece is actually my close sales script. It's what I use. It's what my clients use to help convert 80 to 90% of their sales calls. Again, remember, I did say all the context here is one, make sure that you're showing up as you. Modify the sales template, modify the personality to match yours because I'm very different than you are. (laughs) This is a lot. (laughs) So it's how you show up. So those three things are immediately have immediate access. And again, the caveat is is it's all about the follow-up. It's all about the systems and the processes that you're setting up so that then that can be handed off to more people. So you can find that at fullybooked.ceo, fullybooked.ceo. Otherwise, I'm the lead boss. You can find me on any of the social media channels. I've got a Facebook group with the same name. Okay. So that's fullybooked.ceo. That's right. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm going to go get that freebie right now. And I'm going to continue reading your book because it's awesome. You've written a book, now what? 
If you're ready to implement a simple content marketing strategy to create buzz around your book and your brand, schedule your free sparkles and strategy call with me, Melanie Hirshhorn, at contentstrategycall.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of VIP Access. We can't let the fun end here. To find out how engaging your content is, take the content quiz at mycontentquiz.com. Plus, you're invited to join our private Facebook group at vipdigital.live slash community, where you'll get live trainings and other great tips all about digital marketing. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. This tells iTunes that you found the show helpful and they'll share it with more women business owners just like you. Thank you so much for listening.